I'm fat. Why am I that way? Did God want me to be like this with no friends, sloppy, and so on? Well, fatness is almost always the result of overeating. Very rarely does obesity come as a result of glandular problems or something of that sort. If you have any doubts, check out your situation medically. You'll probably be reassured of the fact that your problem is overeating. Now you see, when a person recognizes that he's fat, and when he recognizes that the cause of this is overeating, then he needs to look hard at the source of the problem. He can't blame God. It's a wrong attitude entirely for a Christian, or for anyone for that matter. He can't blame other people. He has to look straight at his own life. And there are two factors usually that get involved in overeating. One is simple habit, a way of life that develops in which we buy the things, the sweets, the in-between meal snacks, and we put on the table more than really should be eaten, and we continue to operate on that basis. If a person is caught up in the habits, the first thing he needs to do if he wants to care for that body, which is the temple of the Holy Spirit, instead of hurting it and causing possible heart attack in days to come, is to change those ways of living. Don't buy those in-between meal snacks. Don't have them available. Put a lock and key on the refrigerator if necessary and throw the key away or give it to your husband or give it to somebody else in the family who will open the door for you if necessary. But the key to this whole thing is to provide and structure a situation in which you will not be tempted and in which you will find it very hard to do what you used to do habitually in any habit situation. In any habit circumstance, what needs to be done to break that habit and replace that habit with a new one is to first structure against it, and then secondly, structure for the new habit. Of course, you can begin to eat celery whenever you find yourself craving something. This doesn't give you the same problem. You can begin to get rid of some of those fried foods. You can begin to get rid of all those doughy things and those sweets you can begin to eat a better diet, which will only make you feel better and stronger and healthier and keep you in better condition anyway. Now, there's another problem, as I said. There are two things usually involved. There's the habitual way of life, and that, of course, always develops, whether that's the basic problem or whether that's the secondary problem, that always develops in a case of overeating uh, anyway. But often, there's a, a, a complicating factor. It's not simply a matter of the question of habit that gets plugged in, but it's also a matter of self-pity, brooding, perhaps even guilt, the feelings that come from knowing that one is guilty. Wherever a person has low feelings, whenever he's down because of something that's going wrong in his life, and particularly where he feeds it, day after day by brooding about his problems and where he sits in 
pity parties with other uh, people around the community and, and bemoans the world's troubles and his own in particular, this leads to worse feelings. And when you have terrible feelings and you feel so down and so blue and so depressed and so guilty or whatever it is, but wherever your feelings are low, the tendency is for many people to turn to food and particularly to the sweets, which give a good taste to you, you see, uh, and, and make you feel good so quickly when you're feeling bad. Uh, you, you, grab, you grab a candy bar, or you, you go in and uh, make yourself up a milkshake, a nice, good chocolate milkshake with chocolate ice cream even to begin with, you see, and uh, pour on all the goodies, and, uh, man, it, you, you even begin to feel better just making the thing before you start eating it, you see. But it really doesn't solve the problem. All it does is create a new problem, the problem of fat. And so, you see, this business of turning to, to food for a, a quick outlet of pleasure when one is not feeling very pleasant, to, to, to try to solve the problem is like taking tranquilizers in order to solve problems. They don't solve problems. They only give you a little pickup or a little calming down, or whatever it is you need at the moment. But the problem is still there. And so what I'm trying to suggest is that if your problem, and the reason why you continually turn to sweets is to find some kind of temporary shot in the arm, some kind of satisfaction when there is dissatisfaction so fully uh, underneath, the real answer to your problem is to look at the source of the dissatisfaction to look at the source of displeasure, to see how it is that in your life you're failing to meet life's problems your ways. Maybe it's because you and your husband or you and your wife or you and your children or you and your parents or you and your neighbor or you and your pastor, you and your church, you and somebody else, and usually it has to do with somebody, because you and other people are not making it. Well, why not instead the next time you feel like grabbing a candy bar, the next time you feel like whipping up another uh, lemon meringue pie and sinking your teeth into it to get some kind of quick satisfaction, instead, why don't you sit down with a paper and pencil and begin to write out where you know you're failing in your relationship with others? And make a long list of the ways in which you know that you're failing God, in which you're failing your husband, in which you're failing your children, in which you're failing your church, or whatever it may be. Write all of these things down quite honestly. You'll begin to feel better as you do. Begin to make this list because when you get a list in front of you, you can begin to do something about the problem. Then in the second column, write down what you know from the Word of God that God wants you to do to change those ways, to meet those problems, to begin to assume those, those responsibilities, to begin to deal with those broken promises, to begin to change all of those wrong ways of dealing with and relating uh, with and relating to other people. In other words, let's start dealing with the problems God's way instead of trying to solve problems uh, by dealing with their effects, namely the displeasure and the discomfort of feeling lousy because of the conscience that has triggered these bad feelings over the guilt of doing wrong in your life. Instead of self-pity and brooding, let's go to work God's way on the difficulties and begin to solve them from the Word of God. And you'll find that the desire for food will begin to lessen. And if necessary, then go on a diet that a physician gives to you. But remember, diets are not the answer to fat. It's a different lifestyle 
that you have to develop, a change of eating habits and a change of habits in dealing with life's problems. Stop eating between meals. Take inventory of what is wrong in your life. Counsel with your pastor about what to do about these problems if you can't find the answers in the Word of God. And instead, become the person that God gave you the gifts to be with the right attitudes, the right habits developed in your life, and the joy of working for him in strength instead of becoming sloppy and moody and broody and getting your satisfaction through food, which solves no real problems but only creates more serious ones for you. O Lord, help those who listen today who struggle with this problem to get hold of their lives by your grace and to do what you want them to do to preserve the body as the temple of the Holy Spirit and to become effective Christians serving you in every way. For we pray in Christ's name, amen.